What's up, everybody? Tyler here from the Antihero Podcast, and I'm selling out for an ad. However, none of this would be possible on the audio platforms without Spotify for Podcasters. Spotify for Podcasters allows me to record, edit, and distribute to all audio platforms for the Antihero Podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, all you need is a mic and a computer. Hell, I don't even think you need that. I think you literally just need your phone. Spotify for Podcasters is for you, so give them a try. Everybody put your hands up. Everybody put their hands up. Put your hand down if you don't have a blue lines tattooed on your body. I don't. Yes, you do. I'm looking right at it. No, put your arm. Put your. That's not a blue line. There's no blue line. It's a Did you get flag. it covered up? No, there's another. It had red and blue in it. It was never a blue line. You had a blue line. I, I swear to God. Thank you, Kendra. I've never had a blue line tattooed on my body. Uh oh. All right, cool. Good warm up. All right, so that's wow. all right. I spilt my beer on my lip earlier, so it's. <laughs> so it was only like five minutes and stuff, so at least we didn't get Earl deep into it. Yeah, that's, that's what she true. said. So sorry. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Anti Hero <laughs> Podcast. We, we should have an intro. Did you guys do the intro? Well, I put that in in post production. I don't just I don't like play the guitar and the drums like. <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody sing the intro? I didn't hear it. Um, but, all right, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll use the beginning of the episode to let people know, if you like this content, please like the video. If you like the video, like the video. If you like the content, subscribe to the channel. It really helps. <laughs> rate, well. Rate it? Rate the podcast. If you're listening to audio-wise, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, stuff like that, a good rating really helps us out, too. Anyways, we got Adam here, who's already introduced himself once, but Kendra didn't hit record. So, Adam, tell tell us again about yourself. All right, so uh, I've been a cop since 2016. I did about four years up in Virginia for a very small agency, and then came down to Florida and worked for a very large agency. Uh, Before that, I did four and a half years in the Marine Corps. Thank you for your service. (laughs) Thank you for yours. (laughs) Adam was an infantry marine. Oof. Oh yeah, I forgot we already covered that. But yeah, so, and then you went from West Virginia, southwestern Virginia. Oh okay, the difference. Okay. All right, so Virginia. You was a cop in Virginia, and then you came down to Florida. Yeah. The How long were you a cop in West South Virginia? <laughs> I already said four years. Oh okay. <laughs> I thought that was in the infantry. That was four years, also. Yeah. Oh okay. All right, cool. <laughs> so. What we were talking about, this episode is going to be about law enforcement, recruitment, and then retention. And we're going to kind of like speak on that a little bit. So we got our, our, our guest Adam in here, who is the epitome of a cop. He loves the job. He does. You, can't, you cannot tell him that the job is dead because he will find no, a way. I've slowed down a lot. <laughs> Lately, I've slowed down a lot. But, but So I, what I talked said earlier was that I know personally three people in the last couple of weeks that have quit my agency and they had less than five years on. So that being said, I mean, some had less than like maybe three years on. Did they, they become cops somewhere else? No. Okay. Well, it's a little complicated. Sometimes when you quit full-time law enforcement, you can still stay as a reserve to keep, yeah. to keep your uh, credentials and shit like that. I think maybe some of them did that. I'm not sure, but... No, they're out of law enforcement. So okay. it's not a, anything against the agency they work for. It's just law enforcement in general. 
So, and for that, chances are they're only staying in reserves to make that extra money mm-hmm. on off duty. They're not doing it because they like the job. Let's yeah, you don't really do anything when you're reserve. You yeah, don't have to patrol a beat or anything. Not where we. I were. think you got like one day a month or something like that. Twelve hours a month. Twelve hours. So, um, what's Adam? Again, let's try and now that everything's recording, what do you think about recruitment? Go. All right. So what we're the issue with recruitment these days? Because we talked about. So if someone has uh, military experience, bachelor's degree, stuff like that, the not saying you had to have a degree, but the higher group of people that we are hiring as law enforcement can get a job doing something, something else somewhere with more money, less stress, regular hours. Why would you want to be a cop? Because those guys, I feel like a lot of people used, especially veterans, used to join law enforcement as like a crossover from the military to civilian life, and it's nowhere like it used to be. Yeah, the passion for it is gone. That's a good way to put it. People, a lot of people used to be cops for the passion, and now that the passion's dying out, and they're not wanting that type of policing anymore. If you they don't, they really don't want any warriors out there anymore. No, they don't. They want. As one sheriff around here said, he wants guardians, not warriors, you know, which, okay. I I mean, I get, I get it. It sounds really good, but yeah, like, I mean, for instance, you were an SRO for a small stint before mm-hmm. you realized you weren't into that. Yeah. Um, around kids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but as an SRO or, or when my kid wants to go, sorry, not when my kid wants to go. The SRO I want in my kids' school is not the typical ones you get that take pictures with the kids and do fun drawings and are as overweight and is in the school sometimes because he's not good on the road. I want a straight assassin in my kids' school. I want somebody that's going to take out a gunman, and I don't really care if he plays with the children or is nice with the teachers. or whatever. I want a dude that's going to come out of his room, his little SRO, his little school resource officer room and just lay hate on a school shooter because that's all. I mean, my, my <clears throat> cop in my school wasn't very friendly. I don't, was yours? My guy was pretty friendly, but he was one of those hybrid guys. Uh, he's one of dad's friends. Uh, he switched agencies and he's one of those guys. I don't know him that well, but I'm pretty sure he would be willing to take care of business, but he's also good with the kids. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a rare find though. I think they're out there because I don't think, well, I would say, I, well, we're getting off topic we with are. the recruitment. <laughs> but as an SRO, since I've been it, I would say what I would disagree with you is I would want a cop to do have a good image with the kids because <clears throat> me, when I was with the kids, I tried to show them that we were also people too mm. and that we were cool and we weren't these <clears throat> enforcers of the law. And that we weren't their enemy, so an SRO is a good. Uh, Adam, you already came in here and made me and Sam disagree on something. <laughs> yes, Jeez. I would say an SRO is a I don't know a good bridge. Yes, you want the savage guy that can take out the active shooter, but you want the guy to also be good with the kids. All right, so. But let's get back to recruitment. We get, we always get off topic. We we sound crazy sometimes. <laughs> So. <laughs> That's your input. Get back to it. Get back to the topic. <laughs> All right. So recruitment, Adam, because when the first time you said it, it was worse. 
I know I cleaned it up since I got a second yeah. try. Yeah. So, so about recruitment. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's just looking at you like. <laughs> so I well, we were talking about well, you like about <laughs> recruitment. What uh, do you want? About the age. Oh yeah, we didn't hit that yet. Okay. So you think? What is your input on the age? I think the age should be. Adam, too, speak into the mic. Yeah. When Sorry. you speak at him, it just sounds like this. What is your input on the age? I think the age now should be 25. A minimum 25. But it shouldn't be a 30-year retirement because that's too late in the game. Well, yeah. They it should be a minimum it, retirement is, 20 years. This is the government. They're not going to look out they don't care at about our us? best interest when it comes to retirement. Because if they did, every single law enforcement, police department, and agency would be a straight 20. You collect immediately after you do your 20. But it's a business. The government is also a business. So I would say that's we're living in fairyland if we want 20, 25 years. Yeah. But 25 should be the minimum age because a 21-year-old these days, it doesn't just cut it out. Some do. I would say, yes, there's always an exception, but I would say the majority. Bro, we can't even get fully staffed with the minimum age of 21. Yeah, that's true. Well, I would say that's that's everywhere. Yeah, yeah that saying, is that's everywhere. what I'm saying. That, but that's a, that's a that's a national police issue, and I love it when administrations all around the country will I don't, lie to the people and lie to their to their to their troops on the ground that it's not an issue, and they'll sometimes say like, "Well, we're hitting a mass exodus of retirements because we had the Clinton boom in the 90s. And it's like, I don't know stats, so I, I can't argue with it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe they're telling the truth, but it doesn't, you know, more people are being born, which means there's more people on the earth, which means that we need more cops. And correct, I feel like we're not even, not only we're not keeping up with that, but we're also not putting more out there. Mm -hmm. I think recruitment and retention are both suffering from modern policing. I would I, I would like to see because I haven't seen ours or actually anybody's how re how they do recruit. I know they go to like college campuses, and I guess they set up a booth. I have no idea. I guess they go to the military bases, but I found out one time that they're doing a recruitment fair by a re uh, law enforcement recruiter that knew me. He texted me saying, "Hey, I'm on your base doing a recruitment uh, like a career fair." But our unit didn't even tell us a career fair is going on. So, like, they set up these career fairs and don't tell you about well, it. Well, yeah, because you're in the infantry. They yeah. don't care about your well-being yeah. at all. Nope. <laughs> they don't care at all. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not, yeah, because recruitment is an issue, but retention is a big one, too. And I never see any commercials. Well, they're all on social TV media anymore? now. Yeah, oh, social yeah. media, I think. Commercials probably too much expensive for the... Well, look like, at the people that are get your bang for your buck. Look at yeah. the people that are coming in, and then they wonder why incidents are happening all across the nation. Is because we have to lower our, our standards. Because we won't change policing, like you said. We won't change the way we do policing as a whole, not just any one particular agency or one particular state, but as a whole. We won't make the job fun anymore. Nope. Make cop work fun again, and you won't have issues bringing in fucking that come out here and do the shit that they do because even you know, if you take away the, I mean they're taking away the fun but also you're catching discipline for every th little thing yeah that's true too it's there's police work's not black and white there's no right and wrong there's a thousand ways to do it
Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it the way the agency likes it or you're at you, causes a little issues, they you can be punished. Not you will be all the time. Yeah. If they don't like you, that's how they phase you out because there's no, hey, Greg, you didn't put the order in on time and send it to the right place. You're fired. It's not that black and white like some jobs are. There's not only a million ways to do it, but it's a spectrum of shit that's going on at the time. And as long as you don't violate policy, you you're can't good. go through a shift without violating policy. Yeah, it's, it's impossible. impossible. So the policies are set up to make sure they can can your ass if you're a liability. And there's Am I wrong, Sam? I would say the policies <laughs> I love are my set up are uh Well, this is yeah. this is it's law always, enforcement general, not just Yeah, <laughs> not us. This is anything but <clears throat> rules are made to cover themselves. Yes. That's that's all it is. That's and but that's I well, I can't say any business, but that would be any government they make the rules strict and everything so that if an officer, a deputy violates it, they can say, well, that wasn't, he wasn't trained like that. Mm-hmm. And we he's didn't the one who did it so that, you know. Have you, yeah. uh, have you ever seen How I Met Your Mother? There's like nine seasons. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, one guy, Barney, is set up as the, like the fall guy for the business. And I feel like law enforcement officer, you, you are, out when you're just on patrol, you're the fall guy for the agency. Yeah, you're the face of the agency. Yep. That's why you, you mean, I don't know. There's, uh, on patrol, when you are a patrol deputy, you are, I think, subject to a lot more discipline than any other unit out there because, A, the detectives aren't out there running a gun anymore. Everything's a follow-up. It's after the yep. fact, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, proactive units, are. it's kind of like this unsaid rule of, about policing is that you're gonna go out there and you're gonna you're gonna do so much work that you're probably gonna run into some bumps in the road and as long as it's not too egregious you're gonna get a lot of complaints yeah because you're the one out there arresting mm-hmm. people you're gonna get a lot of uses of forces use of forces uses of force you're gonna get a lot more force because of you're, the use yeah you're out there you know you're you're handling business and you're getting the stats that they need to say that they're preventing crime so there's a little bit of leeway with the amount of shit that can stack up behind your name, yeah. but on patrol, you are the face. You are you can't have that many patrol or that many uh, uses of forces or complaints or anything yeah. like that. I've uh, going back to retention. There's been a let my uh, we'll keep agency out. I've met a lot of good warriors, some good guys that were great cops, phenomenal cops, and they kept getting BS after BS, and finally they just had enough. Now they're Bunch of them are selling insurance, making way more money, way happier, just sitting behind a desk selling insurance. But they were really, really good cops. So now yeah. you're losing those and you're getting. I know tons of people that would be great cops that yeah. are like laugh <laughs> and they're like, I'm not going to do that job. Are you fucking kidding me? They would be great cops. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was recruitment. <laughs> Act two. <laughs> uh, on to retention. All right. Or was that a... No, that's good. Oh, Retention. We, I think it just... You can't retain cops because... I remember when I came in... Can you get me a beer? When I came into law enforcement, you guys want to see... Look at Sam's cooler. It's a Walmart bag with ice packs in it. Um, a beer. Well, there's the Mountain Dew right there. I don't want that. Want me to open it for you, yeah, too? please. Thank you. Got about this very thing. Well, no, the, they don't like the pouring. 
They don't like the people. People, I guess, people take podcasts very seriously. And when you go, they're like, that shit kills me. And then you bump the mic. <laughs> well, like I just did. All right. So, wait, I'll do this. Problem solved, baby. Oh, <laughs> so, all right. So, when I came into law enforcement seven years ago ish, I remember when there would be a new policy update a couple times a year, right? Three or four times a year, maybe at most six, you would have to sign off that you read and knew the new policy update. It was usually just a change in the policy. Now, how many a month are we signing off on? Oh, yeah. It always, it at always, least 16, it's always 17 updating. A month. Because what happens is I would say when <clears throat> policies and rules are made, it's like someone, something happened that wasn't in the policy. So now they have to update it to say, don't do that. Yeah. Or that's how we do don't it pick now. your nose and drive because distractive driving wasn't enough. Like, but you can't Dude, my dog. Just came in and picked a fight with you. Come here. <laughs> um, but I mean, the, yeah, there's, there's no way. And it's like you said, they, they have you sign off that you read it. It's all seven pages per one because they can say he signed it. He read it. He knew. Yeah. And there's just no way. There's no way that yeah. you could stay on top of all that stuff. Like you're just, They even, uh, when you're reading the policies, it's even timed how long you read it. Oh, shit. For real? They have to know that because yeah, no one sits there and reads the whole entire thing, though. I do. Well, that would, but that would go well for the cop that signed it. And then if they ever want to say you should have known, whoever's representing that cop could say uh, he was on that page for four seconds. Do you really think he read it? And you guys should make it something where you have to stay on the page for at least three minutes. Now we're going to have timers on those policies. <laughs> well, I would. Yeah. I, well, well, they do have them on some, some of them. Yeah. The classes. Yeah. So, but this is involving retention. Retention. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, okay. a big reason people are leaving. Are, well, look at look at what what the fuck we're doing right now. This is taboo. This is, and if, I know you know, and I know you know, and I know that people look at this and they're like, good for y'all, but that's crazy that you guys are yeah. speaking your mind, you know, not violating anything, but it, it's shit like this, like not being able to have an opinion on fucking anything because Can't you're a cop. Can't have an opinion, correct, as a law enforcement officer, and even as a soldier, you couldn't have an opinion, you yeah. couldn't do this, you couldn't do I that. I mean, but at least, in, at least in the military, when you... When you had it, it was very strict. You can't be in uniform with your sh- with your fucking shit opinion. Everything else, it was pretty here yeah. because you are people know you as a cop. If you are a law enforcement officer, you can't have an opinion. And I get that's why some people their social media and shit. There's not a fucking uniform or patch or police car in sight because they want to be able to have an opinion on something political. But uh, you know, so you gotta even watch out who you hang out with. We've had many conversations, just me and you outside talking, hanging around, that if a third party was in there that didn't like law enforcement and made a complaint mm-hmm. about our opinion. Oh, that's, well, I hate, see, I, I don't want to be always negative and like us whining little girls, <laughs> or wait, whining little humans, at, bleep that out. <laughs> but wait, one second. <laughs> I would say, damn it, I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. 
No, I no one has anything on deck. About? You were talking. Wait, what was I talking about? He said you don't want to be whiny little girls because a third party person heard you. Oh, okay. I would say what sucks about what sucks <sighs> about this job, or what's to, just. Uh, do you want me to bring it down for you? Oh, there you go. That's all it took. All right. I would say what's uh, one of the many negatives, even though there are positives, like the money. I guess. Yeah. Uh, is that when people have a problem with you as an officer, they go and complain on you. Like <clears throat> I've I've always lived outside where I worked, kind of yeah, and I've had a neighbor had a problem with me, but instead of addressing me as they, a neighbor, yes, as a neighbor in a different county, they go to your police department <laughs> and they and you're hella to they a higher complain. Yeah, and then you know they'll. The police department, I'll give them props. We're like, hey, that has nothing to do with us. But it's just, there's no other job that, like, people just go, well, there probably is, but there's no other job that everybody just goes and complains on you, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So that's what stinks, that you may have a friend that's not law enforcement, and you say something crazy, and they'll be like, oh, wow, he shouldn't be a cop. Let's go complain. And then your place does an investigation on you. Yeah. Well, so that's what's, uh, you know, tough with retention is because we talked about this. I don't know if Adam watched. His, oh, I don't watch. I listen. I guess. Okay. Well, you don't we watch. No, I didn't realize that it was on YouTube. I mean, I know you say it all the time, but that's I right. usually listen to it driving. So mm. it's easier. It's like people become cops because of the Hollywood. Yeah. How, you know, it's super cool. And they think they're going to do these certain things. And then once they become it, they realize that it's just 90% paperwork, you know, and a lot of, a lot of the cop works avoidable. Where are you well, going? Yeah. Who? Even, even if you know, like the Hollywood's not real and everything, like the stories you hear doing ride alongs, like if you did ride alongs years ago and just hanging out with old time cops, you start to think, okay, Hollywood's not real, but these stories are real. And then you become a cop and you're like, Nah, you can't even do that anymore. I mean, it's so it's a it is a fun job. It, yeah, it can be fun. You know, and we I mean, where we work, we all work for the same agency. It's not it's good. If, if you had to pick one, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd say there's more pros and cons. We're talking about law enforcement in general. One agency can't stand out and just be the best agency because they'll look bad. They'll be the only they'll be yeah. the only one. So as things change, every agency has to get with it. Or you look at an agency now without body cameras, and everyone's like, "What podunk shit is that?" Like you don't have body cameras. Our last agency about? just got body. Cameras. Yeah, I mean, but they, it's almost like looked down upon. Like you can't keep up with the times. So, but for overall, our our agency's kind of a good place to work, and depending on where you work, it, it can be fun. You know, especially if you get a squad full of cool dudes. I think I girls. Think right now, the difference maker in our career is your squad. I work in here. There's been times where I was, I was completely miserable, couldn't stand it. And then there's times where I got on a good squad. I was like, this is a great job. So I guess it's because you're hanging out with those people 11 hours a day. Truly makes a difference. But I mean, what about time out? Cut. Like that. Oh, who signed? The band. 
When are you going to ask me? Ask you to sign it? Yeah. Well, you're on the... That's a guest thing. You're you can sign it if you want. I wanted to. I was, it was my idea. <laughs> Sam. It was my idea. <laughs> S-A-M. I said, hey, get a silver marker, which you did. Yeah. And sign the you wall. You can sign it right now. Okay, but no. Not right now. When I want to. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> No, you're good. Time in. So... Game on. All right. So, uh, but yeah, we we're talking about the squad. I think yeah, that's truly a difference maker. Um, what do you guys think about kids coming in? They took the militant part out of the academy. I think that's pretty much gone. Yeah. And all yeah. academies around. So now kids are coming in, and they're having to thank these kids. Essentially, the attitude is, you know, when I when I became a cop, and I'm sure when you did too, and probably when you did too, you're lucky to have a fucking job. You're lucky to be a cop. Yeah. You're lucky to be at that agency. And you got you were at risk of getting cut all the time because you can't hack it. And now it's like I feel like the kids are almost entitled. indirectly thanked. Did you say happy? I said entitled. Oh, entitled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or they beg Very them. Entitled. They, I, I, like it's like so, I, you know they beg them to to work because they need the numbers. When yeah. we when uh, you came to this agency, how long did you wait for a take home car? Uh, three months. What about you? Uh, you still don't have one. No, no. Well, I would say, <laughs> I would say it was like at nine months when I got my take home. So I got mine. My class got it while we were still in FTO. Are and you gonna, are you going to bring up something kind of anything? No, no, no. So we got it while we were still in FTO, right? So mm-hmm. then a guy I was in class with. I met him at Fleet where we pick up our cars. And we're picking him up. He looks at me. He's like, "Man, we got Impalas. We didn't get Explorers." Like he was mad about that. I was like, "Bro, we're still in FTO." Yeah. And we're getting taken. Oh yeah, because your class got cars quick. Yeah, we got them super quick. And this guy's complaining yeah. that we got There's people out Explor- there without. or Apollos instead of Explorers. I was like, I'm not spending gas. I'm not paying tolls. I don't yeah. care what I drive. Yeah, it's, it's one of the downfalls of a big agency is that when there's a flaw, it's a big flaw, yeah. like vehicle. Well, <laughs> and I, like, that that's a huge flaw in everything. So, but another thing we have wrong with uh, just in law enforcement is we all hate on each other. So you guys yeah, we, covered this a lot, but did we? In the last episode that's going to air in a couple of days is that what we talked about it, or are we talk about with Kendra? Bro vets, and yeah. then we went left, right, up, down. I had to make a disclaimer to put in front of that video. Why? Just as I was editing it, I realized that um, people are. I don't want people to think out. We were talking about veterans and as general, we were talking about a small niche in that. And that, you know, the fat, neck-bearded, grunt-style-wearing guys that just cling on to it a point well, for Well, you know, I years. was thinking about that to go <laughs> I back. I, I think that the veterans that uh, truly go through something or truly did, like, those hardcore deployments, because there's some that yeah. they are out there. I mean, in Iraq, there was 30,000-plus Purple Hearts. Those are the types that I would say I feel like don't even have social media and wouldn't comment on those things yeah they, you know they're kind of to themselves they're more reserved because well when you go through something traumatic like that you one of the healthiest ways to deal with it is hit it head on and put it in your past mm-hmm. tackle the issue heal from it and put it in your past so when you're fucking what tells me you're full of shit is not you but someone's full of shit is when they constantly bring it up like yes. if it was that horrible you wouldn't be bringing it up every single fucking day Yes. Yes. That's and yeah. Well, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Like you, you. There's always that veteran when you go to a bar that wears the hat they and he talks about the things. Oh uh, yeah, the well, memorial braces. Yeah. Don't even. <laughs> so uh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Jesus, shut up. 
Um, <laughs> that they, you know, they always talk about. <laughs> they always Shut talk up. about killing people, killing people overseas. Those are the ones I never believe. That they're at the bar, you're fat, and you have a tight shirt that says nine line, whatever. And then you're talking about how many <laughs> you killed or people. Yeah, you were quoting them. Yes, you were quoting them. I'm we quoting them and all that. And I, I don't think that's. Anymore. I don't think that's accurate <sighs> because um, that's. I was gonna say this is in law enforcement and military. Is uh, people join thinking that it's gonna be something, and then when you go through something, you realize that it's not as cool as it's uh, portrayed. When you go through something evil, which we deal with in law enforcement and the military, it's not as fun and it's not as cool at that point. Yeah. When you're at that moment fighting well, for your yeah. life or something that's going Just, so super tragic. Well, you brought up something a, a while ago that it was... M- you know, sometimes when we talk in conversation, somebody will say something and it just gets lost because there's people talking. Yeah, I've had that five times now. <laughs> like, yeah. There's been some good Sam, points I wanted to bring up. Sa- Sam brought up the uh, one. Sh- don't interrupt. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, don't interrupt. <laughs> um, Sam brought up a point where, like, just the mundane calls of a death call when you're at, and it, it doesn't have to be a violent death. It doesn't have to be a disgusting death. It's a, it's a family member, and you're just surrounded by their family going through that. You're living a traumatic event with a family that they're probably not going to have to live again for, live through again for a while, and that might be another call for you the next day, the same thing, and you're just, like, living in people's trauma, and it's not even your trauma. Yeah. And it's just a darkness that, you know, the law enforcement, that's the one thing they don't, I would say, in recruitment and in general and in the news is the amount of like just negativity and depressing, evil, dark things you always go to that, you know, they don't put it on the news all the time. So that's what also hurts retention. Facebook. When we, yeah, they, they don't like when you want to go, uh, Go more towards, like we were talking earlier, the Guardian versus the Warrior aspect. The Guardian, they want people to be sympathetic. They want you to care. They want you to be, like, very, I guess, they want you to connect with that person who lost a loved one and everything. I think it's better for us to sit there, and as the, the common joke is, talk about what you're having for lunch over the dead body. And that's real because you have to go to another call. You have to go deal with someone else's tragedy, like you said. You can't sit there and be sympathetic with a family, yeah. Because you then you get into, tied into it. Yeah, you can't you can't invest in the in the energy in too much because yeah. that's just a routine call for service. So. I remember uh, one of the most messed up calls I've ever been on was when we were saying the most Thank messed you for up your jokes. service. <laughs> well, I was saying yeah. there was when the the really dark jokes came out because you don't want to get attached to that. You want to yeah. separate from that as much as you can. Where everybody else. That's there. They they can deal with it. Go home and deal with it. You're just going to the next call. But sometimes I try to predict the comments on clips as we talk about it in real time. Oh yeah. Oh, you sent me. Is that why you sent me them? Because I ignored it. This yeah. Time. All right. Cool. One of them has two comments on it. They're all circled in red. Okay. So as you open up your phone, we're gonna read the comments from. This was on. A, these were all on a video about what was the title? What was? Okay. Also with that, I said women get labeled. I I guess the way I said it, I said women in law enforcement are either bitches or sluts. 
or lesbians, right? I said it like that, but I was oh. saying I was I was not calling them that. I was saying that that's it. how they're labeled. You, really I get thought, what you're saying. I when you said it, I get what you, I heard it and what you meant. But you but thought you I said, meant that? No, no. When, I, when I, I was saying it, I heard what you actually meant. Yeah. Because well, I know you. But uh, okay. But now that you repeat it several times yeah. over, I can see where they think. That. Yeah. So I mean, like again, trying to. I heard it the bad way when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Your face when you were like, <laughs> you just went straight to it. <laughs> so that was the video. That was a video clip we used on social media, um, where I talked about that, and it's just and a lot of overwhelmingly amount of women agreed that this is true. Uh, it's just hard being a woman in a male dominant environment, no matter how good it it's hard is. Being it could be better. In the government world, I would say, because it's predominantly a male what about dominant the- environment. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah, I wish. You add your episode, Kendra. <laughs> <laughs> your, ne- your next thing you should hold up should just be feminism. <laughs> all right. First comment. These are comments on that video. Okay. So, first comment. Comment. Women don't belong in law enforcement, FD, or military. You guys called that on that episode, didn't you? Scout. I don't have college. Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Scott. Is it Gooch? Scout Gooch. (laughs) Fuck you, Scout Gucci, right. sexist piece yeah. of shit. Scott said women don't belong in law enforcement, FD, or military. And then user, it's 77583. Oh, you don't, don't worry about that. 364-391-5637. Okay. The <laughs> are the only ones worth a sh- shit. Dude. People are posting you, this well, stuff. Well, you, you called it. You said there's a lot of guys that are um, open Adam, about it. Adam, Adam. Yeah. Sorry, you're talking. Yeah, Sam has to talk. Jesus Christ, I don't. (laughs) Jesus. All right. Uh, T Paz, A two Z. We don't care about their names. Wow. Um. But you just asked me. Wow. Um. What negativity? Wait. Wow. Um. What? Question mark. Negative. Labeled as a badass. Thanks. Oh. Yeah, she thought I was uh, calling them fucking lesbians. and Yeah, that's what well, you, you did. Well, no, I was saying they get labeled. I didn't. I was just putting it out there. And put, JG Money 420. Oh. I like that. That's all they are. Okay. And then. Um, <laughs> I wonder if he likes dude cops. They're cool. It's yeah. those damn female cops, man. I thought women are, in quotations, independent and don't need men to help, question mark. I'm not helping shit unless it's somebody I care about. That was an old video. That was a what? That was the one about holding Oh, yeah. And then I, I put a clip in where we talked about, you know, the only way to stop essentially what could turn into rape culture is guys holding other dudes accountable. And that guy um, was like, I shunning, ain't shunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're socially shunning, fucking creeps <laughs> and douchebags. So that's the comment section. Oh, sorry, God damn it. What? Cut that out <laughs> in and out. What? He slurped. Oh, <laughs> I think it's the cup. Is that a Christmas mug? Yeah, this is my Christmas beer. 
Mm. That one time, that one beer a year you have. <laughs> That's why you lost 10 pounds. Yeah. What are you uh, doing over there? I'm proud of you, man. Nine pounds in, in four days. Yeah. Four days? Yeah, we, we, we did it on Sunday. I was, yeah, well. What did yeah. you eat over the weekend and not eat during the week? I didn't eat. I'm really proud of you, man. Yeah, I just didn't. Is it sustainable? No, um, so honestly, what I did was just work out and eat less. So who knew? So that what would, you should do. Yeah, yeah, who knew? He's in the bathroom. Yeah, I just didn't want to. <laughs> No, I'm 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 trying to. God, fucking pillows. I know these pillows are great. I want to be closer to you. <sighs> but look at this good. It's still there. Uh, All right, man, I got one too. Yeah, yeah I think. Well, every when you sit down, you have one. Shut up, Adam. He said, <laughs> "Everybody has a gut when you sit down." Yeah, I'm trying to be. Uh, I'm gonna have fucking rock hard abs no matter what, and my flies undone and showing. So, um, did Kendra go to pee? I don't know. She probably went. Do we need her? Oh right, So what was talk, the? You want to talk shit about women? About? <laughs> huh? Uh, well, you guys stopped to do the comments. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that was it. That was a little segment we do where we read some of the most ridiculous fucking comments. Yeah. I, well, I don't know that. Um, just cut me out talking. You're you're sounding pretty um pretty clear. What a lot mean? more clear and concise than I thought you would. Yeah, Adam, you don't have to you, add the subtitles. Adam usually talks like he's got a mouthful of marbles. No, I, I think it's just when we're hanging around family because I assume you guys know what I'm saying. Like right now, he sounds really good, doesn't he? Wait, where were you? Adam. Where, where, where are you guys from? <laughs> Southwestern Virginia. Oh. No, so uh, I do this thing where I'll think and I'll think that you know what I'm talking about and I'll just start talking about it. Yeah. And you have no idea what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Well, I do that often. He forgets to tell you, hey, you know this thing I want to talk to you about? And then you as another human, you go, yes, let's talk about that thing. All right, here's me telling you about this thing. He just goes straight into telling you about the thing. And you're like, what the fuck is this motherfucker we're talking about? Yeah. Well, I'm I would say we're all grunts, the infantry. So that's how we are. We're not the brightest. <laughs> I know. That's true. We are, well, all infantry, huh? Yep. Yeah. Well, my thing is, uh, there's a lot of things I don't know, but it's like, if I fail it once, I won't. I usually won't fail it again, but there's a lot of things I fail at or like I look like an idiot doing, but it's because I've never again. Done. What the fuck are you yeah, talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> nah, man. What are you? Fa- <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier today because you're talking about this is the part talking. that he forgot to say before he said the last. Well, part. We were just talking about it. <laughs> All right. Is, so there's a we're not the smartest because we're infantry, but there's a lot of times when you, you learn something as an infantry guy, you're usually pretty like you won't mess it up again. But there's a lot of stuff we don't know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so retention. Yeah. Uh, Going back to that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So well, I think. Um, wow. Okay. I'm gonna interrupt me because yeah, 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 yeah. All right. It's so. not just women. He does it to everybody. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so when I started. Someone told me that you are a rookie officer till you're five years in. Mm-hmm. And I thought I everybody at first I thought I was like, that's ridiculous. And then I've come to realize that that's you're when they say rookie, they don't mean you're like completely new. <laughs> but you you really don't know what you're doing. Till, I mean, you ne- never really know what you're doing because the job is always changing. But you are brand new until you're about five years in. You shouldn't be training people till you're five years in, in my opinion. But we have it. 
FTOs out there that are two years in. As soon as that's a very common thing in big agencies, you're yeah. FT, you're you are a field training officer in two years. Yep. And uh, I worked for a small agency where there's corporals. You're becoming corporal three or four years. And I thought that was absolutely crazy. I was like, there's no way you you should not be a corporal in three years. You're not a good. I don't think if you're that if well, you're promoted that quick, I don't think you're have, a good leader. Have, there's no way you can be a good. Big leader. agencies have corporals promoting that quickly too, but. Not only do you not know 100% what you're doing, not dogging them, but three years, there's no way you can know what you're doing enough and also correct someone else's mistakes. You don't have the connections to help your guys out when they yeah. make a mistake. You're, there's so many things wrong with promoting way too too quickly. But that, that was in the military too. Yeah, because you could run fast. Do you guys have yeah. that where your PT score affected your promotion? Uh, Maybe, I don't know. Oh. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. It was always, well, when we went in, we're in. When we was in. When we were in. When I was in. <laughs> it was the the PT score of a 300. So pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah you had to, was it the, the same? No, guys? ours was harder. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. What was your PT test? Uh, mile and a half run, we had to run two miles. Three miles. Oh, yeah, no, three miles. Uh, <laughs> but it was in 28 minutes because I no, took the eight, Marine team. So three miles. But, like, I don't remember the minimum, but the max you had to to get max score, you had to run under eight. But minutes. PT was stressed in. Okay, so, that's the max. I'm not talking about the max. Well, I mean, but what he was saying in in the infantry, the you're fucking and you're not good at anything. So the only way to measure your caliber of soldier or Marine is the PT test, right? Yeah, yeah everybody had to get uh, the yeah. 300. And if you're not fit, I mean, like. And well, the funny thing is, is that grunts are not physically gifted people. To me, an infantryman is someone that has something to prove in a good way, whether they were pieces of shit or they were brought up in a really good upbringing. And they're like, dude, I hate this. Leave it to beaver life. I want to do something wild. Yeah. And I don't want to do if I go to war, I want to go to war. I don't want to be going to war doing radios or cooking or, you know, so. It's a certain the infantryman is a certain type of person because they're not the best looking, they're not the most physically fit, but they're out there. We're doing all sitting a, right here, <laughs> but they're out there doing a job that no one wants to do. It sounds like you're talking about cops. Like the infantryman is very similar to cops. Yeah, where you either the lowest and you couldn't get a better job, or you want to do it for a, a good reason. What made you? Uh, I think I'm gonna. I think it's your dad, right? Your dad. Um, no, he I said would say he what, know what we never episode. talked about why we became. This, he asked you that on an episode. I listened to it. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah and you said you don't know. Been, I'm always sloshed on it, so <laughs> I always forget. Oh wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember you saying that you want your. Well, the impression I got was that your dad being well, a badass. Yeah. My dad was a badass, and your mom. Yeah, and she was a cop, so. You know, it was uh, and but being even, around that culture, even but, though it was a different time, yeah, it's and like you know the the brotherhood of it, and the family of it was that's you know I looked up to it, and hearing all those crazy cool stories, and yeah, then, and, it's, and it, even up until the day you came in, there's just no way to see what it's like until you're in it, and then you're like, mm. even well, my dad, yeah. I would say, you know, because I always told him I wanted to do all those crazy things, and he says like, well. <sighs> You know, the, he was the type that be careful what you wish for because it's not as fun as you think it is. Mm. So, so you know, he got a lot worse. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna get a lot worse before it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody talks about that pendulum. 
<laughs> the pendulum that? is not coming back. No, because yeah. social media. <laughs> that uh, shit fucking flew off <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> There's yeah. just a pendulum stand. I feel like with law enforcement, not so much military, because in Iraq, Afghanistan, <clears throat> they didn't report a lot. But I would say in law enforcement, they're always adjusting the good guys and how we do things. But the bad guys, essentially the criminals, never have to adjust to anything. Yeah. Yep. So... That's what uh, works well, against us. We're moving in a law enforcement's moving into a respond in a respond, take a report, catch them. Security guards. We are mindset. turning security guards. We are not your street level people. And I'm not saying right now it's horrible, but we are slowly moving into that to where if you put me in a time machine and put me 20 years later, I guarantee you we're going to deploy from a station, take a report. And then work on the paperwork because the technology is going to be so insane that we can catch these guys after the fact. And they don't risk the high-speed pursuits. They don't risk the on-scene shootings. They can prepare all their assets and go get somebody when they find them as opposed to, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, so that's like the military. You You prep for your mission, you go do it, and then come back. So the the issue with that is you miss a lot of in-progress stuff. You, You do. And we talking about me? Yeah. Well, you're talking about how you're gonna prep everything because that's why the the big argument with pursuits is is you'll catch them later. Uh, but you miss you a miss, lot of the evidence needed. Yes, I have and a, especially with court nowadays, is you need everything perfectly aligned. And when you're not getting yeah, that, if your body cam didn't catch him doing the crime, fucking getting thrown out of court. I would say though, for my argument with the future of law enforcement, all right, this is where I put my tinfoil hat. I believe that when something crazy happens and so drastic, then the people are comfortable with how we react to things. Nope. So, like, look at 9-11. When that happened, everybody was okay with the government looking through our emails and doing yeah. everything because we want to find the bad guys. But what's that, what kind of incident is that going to take? Like, well, it's another tr- uh, a, a sad tragedy to happen when the active shooter started. Then they started equipping cops. Everybody had rifles. And no and one cared raps, about that. But nobody cared about it. So now the cops are just as equipped as the military. And so it takes something drastic to happen. And then everybody's like, go get them. Then we eat. Shut up, fucking Adam. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I have a good argument. Then when something drastic happens, everybody turns to the government for help. Mm-hmm. That's when they want them. And then the government responds and gets more power. And then they don't get let go of that power. And then it just that's and then once it's we like address that issue, then people are like, well, they have too much power, but it's too late. Yeah. And then it just takes and then people take it out on the cops rather than the government go. So yeah. he, you, what you're describing is the pendulum. It's a pendulum. 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 <laughs> Whatever. Best of the best. <laughs> go ahead. I don't. We've know already much, established. But that's not a pendulum. It, it is. You're literally talking about things get bad. And then you come down here, and then they don't want you doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back, so back and forth. I think but, you're talking about the theory, but I think it's too far gone. I, I don't I, think it, the reason why it's too far gone is social media. Social media, because the sausage being made. Yeah, people no, don't like no, to see their sausage. No one wants made. to see how police work is supposed to be done. You see all the time. You saying body cams or social media? Well, social media, body cams, both. You're saying the, the immediate access to what law enforcement deals with every day. Yeah. The footage. I guess it's kind of both. It's the uh, the idea of people seeing us how we do work. Because no matter what, people are always going to 
think it's too excessive, too too aggressive, but that's what takes bad guys. But we haven't off the streets. We've had okay. And this is like the what's sad. I love how you guys are getting into a debate when you're touching <laughs> <Yeah>. each other. <laughs> I guess they're knee to knee. That's why I have the pillow. But <laughs> I would pillow. say that we're so used we need to talking pillow. We're so used to tragedy in the US that it keeps increasing. We've had tragedies, but when was the last like super tragedy that the people turned to the government? I think it's active shooters. It's probably but it's but every that, day that, now. But when if there's an active shooter and there's 10 people killed, the U.S. doesn't bat an eye anymore. Yeah. It's like that's the normal. So it's going to take something super. I think what it's going to take is open air combat in our city streets like the Dallas shooter. Mm-hmm. I think that shook up a lot of people like law enforcement and people in general. There's a I guy think that's, going downtown. I think that's the way. But how long did that last for? Sam was talking. Yeah, but I, he interrupts me. <laughs> but I think... Um, <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen, though, for the future of law enforcement, that it's going to be so crazy that we're going to be deploying from a station in, you know, three, in a convoy to go somewhere because I feel like the future of law enforcement is like Judge Dredd. Yeah. I'd be okay with that, though, like living the firefighter life. I, could, oh, I thought you were talking about being Judge Dredd. <laughs> no, but uh, literally responding from a, a, a house. Yeah, but there's just no pro act. I mean, you, I don't know. That's a hard, that's a hard... You know, like, I, I honestly believe, as I'm thinking, as we talk, you can't have isolated incidences that make the big... It has to be one instant. But like we talked about, the most tragic thing is active shooters. And that's becoming so normal now. You could shoot 500 motherfuckers, and it's just an active shooter. We're going to watch it on the news and go, damn, that fucking sucks, and go back to doing what we're doing. I think it's going to take something that, um, that, like I was saying... In th- the op- like open air combat like in to where you almost need troops on American soil well, is what's going to make. I think you're right in a sense that with the Dallas, Dallas is the one where they, they sent the robot in with the explosive, right? And blew them up. No, Sam. Sam wants to she just gives me time cards. Oh, okay. So is <laughs> well, I want to be a part of it. <laughs> isn't uh, Dallas is the place where it was, yeah. where they blew them up. I right? watched and Live, I, well, I, I think watched. that that got kind of like I think now if you just blew someone up shooting at us, it'd be a big deal. But yeah. because it was so bad, they blew them up with a like, robot. Okay, well, it's okay. Yeah, but the people were okay with that happening because of that yes. situation. Yes. So now that's we're just increasing. Well, on how at, we respond now that at, it's over with. I don't think it carries over to the next event. I think it doesn't. It's kind of now. If we would do that, we would have to literally talk to him on a. On a phone until he died of starvation. Well, that's well. I would say, when it comes to killing cops and killing soldiers, that's okay. When it comes to killing civilians, that's not okay. The, the Dallas shooter only shot cops, though, right? He didn't kill. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I know, and they use that, but not when it. I mean, like when we're in scenarios as yeah, a cop, people don't essentially. They do care, of course. The family members care, and there's people that do care, but. Essentially, if a cop is you're killed, you're expendable to society. You're yeah, gonna, if a cop is killed, it's uh, something that you're, you're used to. Yeah. Yes, you're used to. Yeah. So it's like, like I know you want to quote the Joker right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I would say what's sad about our society is, and you probably have to delete this out, is that we idolize the criminal. Yes. They put the rest in peace for somebody that kind of put themselves in their own predicament 
But a cop that gets killed on the side of the road, nobody knows about anymore. Yeah. But that, that's that's is it, just... Is that 15 minutes from the new start time? Okay, good. Go ahead. But on retention. <laughs> uh, so that one second Sam lost his train of thought. Yeah. I do have something back to go back to the recruitment and the the guardian thing I was thinking about is I feel like law enforcement's getting away from the warrior aspect and we're trying to make the job too safe like I'm trying to think of how to word it. Very safe and the our training and stuff is kind of taking the liability out of everything or yeah, trying to take the liability out and making jobs so you can do it safely when at the end of the day you can't do our job safely there's it, there's dangers to everything we do but they're trying to make it so joe blow off the street can come in and be like okay i can do that job yeah i don't know if that makes sense but it does so in the first day of the academy i'm sure they did with you all too your first day you saw multiple videos of cops getting shot and killed did yeah. You know, did you? yeah i'm sure yeah so kind of like hey this is the kind of job you're doing now we're doing it to where, hey, you stand back at your car on a traffic stop and you call that person to you on a, just a regular traffic stop. That blows my mind. Like, how are you going to be an actual cop if you can't walk up to a car? I think there's that's a what, tactic that's debated from every cop because there's cops that say that's the only way. And then there's those cops that say fucking, walking up to the car. Yeah, that's yeah. just the one thing that came to mind. But like. If you're telling a person, we're trying to convince people that cop work is not as bad as it is. Yes. They're not letting them know. But They're not bringing it to light how dangerous. It is. Yes, and you got to, if when you're telling and then someone, then you got like, fucking four hundred pound fucking <laughs> civilians that come in at age forty five that think they're going to be cops. Yeah, you're, you're telling a cop like, hey, you can stop a car. You stand at your car. You call him back to you. It's safe. It's not safe. That guy can get out of the car and still have a gun on him. And next thing you know, you're in a gunfight. And that guy's not prepared because he's thinking, oh, I'm doing it the safe way. I, I'm telling him to come to me. I'm not going to him. I'm safe. Wait, it's not, I have, it's I have not a true good, at all. I, this is a good topic. I love, and it, I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was done. Yeah, I was but. getting bored with that. <laughs> I can tell because Sam goes like this. Yeah. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Don't lose okay, it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, He's before I lose it. it, I love how the cops that are 90s cops, which are essentially the, those were the fun times, hardcore cops, yeah. you know, the no body cam cops are our bosses now riding us up for stuff <laughs> that they've done a million times. Like I said, we're paying for the sins of the other, the cops before us. And but they're our bosses now, and that's yeah. the best part. And yeah. it's like they give us these speeches, and they're like telling us how to do the cop world and how about, stuff. How about, all right, we're probably going to have to edit this out. What? Yeah, uh, edit mean, out. Well, beep, well, beep. To, to stop you right. where I know you're going with it right, is, I just think they they should about the pendulum. They <laughs> the pendulum. <laughs> they shouldn't need to. They why need to comment on it? Like it's pandering. Yeah, it, they're just, they're just saying, hey, look at me. Like we're it's you nailed it. We're so far down the fucking foxhole of shit that it's going to take something massive to turn it around. And it's I mean I don't know. It, it depends happen. what the government needs when, us to do. They already have us. When we shut down at the tech, like when we hit our, when society hits its World War Three or its major power outages, or when we're seventy-two hours away from everybody killing each other over food, that's when people are going to want cops, and that'll probably be that'll probably be too late by then. Well, I I mean, my dad always, uh, our dad always said, we were growing up. Our dad would sit there on the couch, 
and fucking be miserable all the time. He needs sweet checks. And he would, uh, he would say, we need one day where there's no cops and everybody could see what the world's like with no cops. Just one day a year. They end up making a movie about that called The Purge. So it's, but you think? But there's society that, that actually goes and lives without cops. Because look at Iraq and Afghanistan. That is all. Yeah, but I don't know if. And it's lawless. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Thank you. <laughs> Edit that out. Edit my face look out. No, I would say there's, you can live without cops, but it, it, that's the survival of the fittest because over yeah. in Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, the Iraqi police, the Afghan police were They're super corrupt and they didn't yeah. enforce yeah. law. They there was really. no traffic laws. There was no laws, but people still survived. Yeah. But it was the well, survival just, of the fittest. A lot of people there. have the social contract theory. Where they, they exist among each other, where the USA... We're just spoiled we're, brats over well, here. And we rely too much on the fucking government to take care of yes, us. everything. When it comes everything, and the government, you know, they uh, trick us into believing that they're needed. Yeah. I think, uh, going off the government tricking us, cops aren't don't have as much power as what people think. And by people not liking something that we do... And then all of a sudden it comes from higher ups to micromanage us a little bit. It takes our discretion away and it makes us mm. more robotic. Yeah, that's more robotic. You're, because you're becoming cra- more robotic. The crazy part about the government is that the only reason the government exists and continues to thrive is through cops. Because they create a law and it may be something totally against the people and they use cops to enforce yeah. it. Like we're, I think, should we touch on... The ma- the vaccine mask police in other parts of the country in this episode, or should we wait and talk about? I see what you're saying. The COVID because a war. lot of people, a lot of people have great inputs on. Fuck it, we'll do it now. All right. No, so, well, no, that's too long. Because I can talk okay, about. You want to do? COVID will be the next one. I thought you were going to do social media the next one. So <laughs> social media then COVID. Social media and COVID. No. Okay. Social media. Well, just and, uh, to break off that. Is a lot of people with the. Um, I'm gonna edit you out. I'm yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. So the, the the vaccine thing is a lot of things was people forget about private property. Like it might be public, but someone owns it. And a lot of people were getting mad about the mass mandate when really they're getting kicked off the property for trespassing, not for not wearing. Well, a mask. it's like people like. And bums. they use cops to bully that person. So the cops people the will be like, oh, I don't like the fact that you're kicking that bum out of McDonald's. It's like, it ain't me yeah. kicking shit out of McDonald's. It's McDonald's kicking the motherfucker out. I just happen to be the enforcer. Cops, of are, it. cops are essentially just the middlemen. Yeah. And everybody, <sighs> what's tough about the cop world, and I'm, again, it's, it's super hard to be a positive in the cop world because the amount of negativity we mm-hmm. have. Yeah. But the cop world is you are the middleman. Even when the cops, your bosses, use you as the middleman. So you have the people that just look at you as the bad guy. And then essentially even the caller, the person that's telling you to do something, they blame it on you. Yeah. Yep. So it's a lot of domestics you go to where the, the person who called you turns against you. Cause oh, of course. yeah. We talked about that one. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, I would say part of the retention is that they don't tell you the reality of you're essentially a pawn that you get crapped on from above and you get crapped on from below. Well, okay, so with the with the COVID thing, the mask mandates, a lot of people don't understand. Well, first of all, we're very lucky. Florida 
barely took that shit seriously. The democratic cities enforced masks, and they all knew it was bullshit. But um, it couldn't be enforced. There's a law that yeah, couldn't be enforced. We, we didn't. Cops in, in our area of Florida, and I think overall in Florida, yeah. we did not enforce any mask standards. I think it was one of those weird laws that there's no real, like, there's nothing and, you could do. It's just in other law. parts of the country, cops were used to, and in Canada, and I, I always see videos in Canada about yeah. cops, and it's like, that's fucking Canada. They're not <laughs> even a fucking democracy, I don't think. Anyways. They probably are. Well, I mean, they're part of England or some shit, or they're just close to us. They're like that fucking annoying neighbor that you just wave to because he's... Nothing in common with. Anyways, Sam's looking at me pretty judge me, judgmentally. Yeah. So, there was a lot of cops in our country that had to enforce mask laws. And a lot of people are like, you guys are just Nazis. That really, with when the Illuminati sat down and talked about COVID, they knew the unrest and the distrust in law enforcement would come from it. Because people, now can you imagine, you're 19 years into your 20-year retirement and COVID hits. And you got to sit there and enforce mask mandates. And you got to tell people. If you don't leave or put a mask on, I'm going to arrest you. Are you supposed to just quit your fucking job? Because politicians and the Illuminati and shit made up this bullshit, and now they're using you. Are you supposed to? Your whole family, everybody's got to sack, yeah. you know, lose a retirement because of that. You know, I luckily did not have to put myself in those shoes. I, I think it's definitely not uh, an easy answer. It's not something you can sit here on a couch and answer yes, I. Yeah, I could do that for my family or no, I go know. against my beliefs. I'd let my family like. It's, I mean, but it would look, be hard to think about. Look at this. Look at this. Like if someone said, hey, man, probably end up deleting this part. But if someone said, hey, man, you can't do your podcast. And I said, why? And they're like, we just don't like it. You know? Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. To some people, to me, to tell a motherfucker to wear a mask, or I'm going to take it. Yeah, I don't really give a shit because. You know what you're doing. Yeah. Don't go to that place or don't live in that state. But I I, and I, I would have no problem telling them, hey, you can't. They want you to. Ma- I, I'll throw them under the bus. Like, hey, they said if you don't wear a mask, you got to leave. Oh, I'm not wearing a mask. Well, okay. Well, they want you gone. Like, I love this. The Nazi thing, how they call cops Nazis. That always blows my mind because the Nazis just killed people. <laughs> and I know that we'll edit this out. But Nazis just like. They kill people, like, and they did whatever they want. We don't do that. We have so many rules against us. We can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, we can't just walk up and. <laughs> I know people say like that happens all well, the time. Well, when we're in Judge Dread times, we will be able yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, but by that time, it's too late. Yeah, I'll be retired by then. Oh, that dude. Yeah, like twenty six <laughs> years. Not per our, <laughs> not per our oh, retirement. Been, or you were your last age? Yeah, you guys are probably at the same time. We got like twenty eight more years left to retirement. Oh yeah, because you're a I PD. Don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Too long. So what? We'll wrap it up with this. What would you be if you got fired tomorrow? What would you do? You couldn't be a cop. I would be a contractor, go to Ukraine and find something and get just be a contractor there because of my DD-214 said I had combat deployments and so on. You'd go with some sketch-ass company? Yep, you, I don't give a shit. A cowboy company. Russia can hire me. Ukraine can hire me. I don't. That's care. what you I'll would really go to? <laughs> that's what a mercenary is. They fight for either side. You, would, you wouldn't try to just get a regular job? Yeah, a firefighter, a dude. A real Well, like... A realtor? Well, I'm not. Essentially, I joined the government. So me, this is this is me. 
When I see people with bachelors and masters and they become a cop, I think you're so stupid. Yeah, thank you. Well, I have a bachelor's. That. Yeah, you guys yeah, are dumb bachelor, for right? being cops. I'm. I only have high school. Yeah, and it's barely. True. So that's why I relied on the government. I, I just like you guys. I dived fucking all head first, all my eggs in one basket for cop work. Yeah, I thought it was not what it was not. And then when you do that, and then you're kind of stubborn. We don't make good money here. Yeah, yeah. You don't think we do? Hey. Oh, you said we do or don't? No, we don't. Oh, I don't think as a cop, bro. no cop makes good money. If, uh, if, I, if I said, It's hey, all relative. Yeah, really yeah. Is. Well, this is just, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, you child support. No, no, no. <laughs> I would say if you could possibly, you're going to make, let's say, $80,000 a year. But there's a possibility you're going to get shot in the head eating a sandwich. There's cops right now going. They make eighty thousand dollars a year, <laughs> or let's say, let's say you make fifty, a lot sixty. Of cops make 30, but 35. at the end of it, you could get murdered at your job. Because yeah. that's essentially what cops get. They get yeah, murdered. But, but there's teachers going to be murdered at their jobs nowadays. Well, no, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I do too. But how many times have a teacher went to lunch and I know there's active yeah. shooters, but like, and just got shot in the head? No, but of but who we, they are. But how much work do we actually do at shift? Whoa, easy. <laughs> beep, <Yeah>. beep, beep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to a podcast. <laughs> but okay, let's we just, get paid for what we could do, not what we do. Is what yeah. I've been told. I would say, but my disagreement with that is, you can do zero, uh, absolutely nothing for ten years and get murdered. Is that worth that amount of money? Honestly, <laughs> you're about you're talking about going to fucking Ukraine as another job. <laughs> but they. <laughs> Uh, how much a contractor makes? Twenty five. Oh, right now in Ukraine from some shit ass contractor coming, you yeah. probably make one hundred and fifty a day, bro. No, you wouldn't make. I don't. That, I what I've been told is contractors don't make what they used to, just because the five, six, seven hundred dollar day days are over. Yeah, sure. You guys sound like recruiters. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you could come work you for us. Like yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You sound like recruiters. You can make twenty one dollars. You sound a day. like the fucking twenty two year old private. I'm gonna get out and go contract. <laughs> I'm gonna be a mercenary. Yeah. So, so what would you do? Uh, I say firefighter, but honestly, I'd probably go sell insurance or something like that. Every cop does that. It gets out and sells. Or insurance. they become realtors. And yeah. I nah, that's too much. Too smart for you. Yeah. yeah. Do a lot of cops do realty on the side? Yeah. A lot of I. Well, firefighters, they usually have businesses because of all the time off. Yeah. I'm also, uh, what, what would you do? You doing it, baby. No. You're the master plan here, dog. <laughs> so for when, for when it happens, I'm out. It's already happened. I already had a guy call me today and go, hey, bro, I just want to let you know, man. And he's a good dude. He called Does, me does he have any room. merit? Yeah, well, he called me and said, "Hey, dude, somebody was, somebody was saying something about you. Said something on your podcast, man. You're gonna get jammed up." And I'm like, "He hadn't seen it. He was legitimately just letting me know that you know there's, but the talks already around town that this motherfucker was saying I was talking shit about lesbians, right? I mean, that's that's what that, that's the talk around town. This motherfucker knows exactly what he's doing. It's that toxic ass cop shit that they're just being straight haters." They can find me. I, I guarantee you, he wouldn't tell me who it was, but I guarantee you this person follows me on social media or has my number in their phone. And rather than call me and go, hey, bro, what? what, Or just looking at something and going, okay. And they are making problems. Where And that's just at the ground level. And so I'm, we're filming episode 10. I've already got 
trouble on the ground level. So I'll give it about episode 20. So I shouldn't be here? <laughs> <laughs> so this would be my last podcast. <laughs> See, it just gets up and leaves. I'm the collateral damage. <laughs> the fall guy. <laughs> but so I'm all, you didn't ask me my uh, crazy cop story. Because, Adam, yeah, you'll talk care. for fucking I know, you two love, hours. You, I would say <laughs> love being a cop. No. Not anymore. <laughs> but all right, raise your, put, everybody put your hands up. Everybody put their hands up. Put your hand down if you don't have a blue lines tattooed on your body. I don't. Yes, you do. I'm looking right at it. Blue line. No, put your arm. Put your. That's not a blue. Line. There's no blue line. It's a. Did you get line. it covered up? No, there's another. It had red and blue in it. It was never a blue line. You had a blue line. I, I swear to God. Thank you, Kendra. I've never had a blue line tattooed on my body. But. Not anymore. <laughs> Tyler's got that. I'm gonna one. put it up. No, no, up that's right just now. bullshit. Because he he didn't catch me slipping. That was a pretty. Wait, bad how long? Day. Wait. Yeah, I I was a lot more into it. You were what, you were saying you were a new rookie saving the world. Yeah, that's what people were talking about. I was saving the world. It was actually an embarrassing story, but you want to tell your story? No, not anymore. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. Let him tell a story. No, no. tell Every your story. Yeah. One up. Yeah, you're us. right. You're right. Go ahead. One up us. Go. I don't. One up. It's a good. I'll tell you. I'll tell you mine. If Sam stop tells me doing that because it's, it's gonna tighten it. There we go. I'll tell mine if Sam tells his. What I, story? I don't give a shit. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't care about the stories. Cause nobody cares. All right. Oh, there we go. Okay. Tell the story. Go ahead. Tell your story. Oh, man. Go ahead. I guess. All right. So the only reason why I wanted to is because I knew my uh, buddies back home would. If I got it, they better this, fucking subscribe. What? I'll make subscribe. sure they subscribe because uh, I was a bicycle cop and uh, I don't know why because it was a 3.2 square mile town so I could ride my bike all around the town. But I pulled up to a car and Boomer said, shut up. <laughs> all right, you pull up to a car. Hold on, we're going to make Boomer shut up. It's not that exciting when she has to shut the door. So I, uh, I go to stop the car on my bicycle and the car took off on me. And I called it out, and most people would, like, call it out and just let it go. For some fucking reason, I followed this car on my bicycle, and I was nowhere close to it, and it was going downhill. So I followed it down this giant, and there's hills in Virginia, not, like, Florida. So I followed it down the hill, mm-hmm. and now I have to, then, I, of course, I lost it. And I'm at the bottom of a fucking hill, and I had to pedal all the way up. That's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> I realized as I'm telling it. <laughs> I was so hoping to God there was another oh, God. part to this story. That was, yeah. <laughs> no, so. So that's what made you hate law enforcement. No, I can't tell this story. <laughs> it's so much better when you when you hear other people tell it because it makes me sound like an idiot. So I, I guess I did a pretty good job at telling it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> well, I mean, you had to, yeah, I guess it was probably just your delivery because it you, you went. You went all the way down a hill on a bike without thinking that you were going to have to go. Yes. Yeah. We ended up catching the guy too, but we can just edit that whole part out. Because <laughs> we already. <laughs> so is that what made you. About- no, it's just a weird story about law enforcement. It's an embarrassing story. Oh, okay. It's even more embarrassing when I sucked at delivering it. Yeah. No, I always win. Oh. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> no. Just trying to help you out. <laughs> no. I do have a good story like that and stuff, but it's not. No. My whole point with it is to be funny with it, and it failed. So we can just edit that out. Did you have anything? You don't have a story where you thought maybe, like, holy shit, this guy's going to get the upper hand on me? I, I don't think I have. 
So I have a story. It's excuse me. It, it's one of those like. Stop moving the mic, Adam. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's treating it like a dick. <laughs> I, I was thinking about Sam. <laughs> All right, tell us your bicycle. They've got it noticeably apart. Uh, There's now like I'm six inches. <laughs> Go ahead. You were on the bicycle going downhill. Go ahead. <laughs> Alright, uh, yeah, there's, there's, it's a, I was actually sleeping, we got a call, like, hey, some guy's shooting. You were co- sleeping on duty? No, no, sorry, I was at home, it was one of those where I thought you guys knew what I was talking about. So, I was coming in for day shift. Alright, let's just start over, alright? <laughs> Have you ever told this story before? Yeah. I usually don't, just because uh-huh. everybody else tells the story and they make it like Hollywood, and it's really annoying, so I just walk away. Hmm. But, a guy went to a call... He shows up. The guy comes to the door with a gun. He tells him to drop it. He raises it, fires three shots. And the officer goes around the corner to get cover. We get called out that it's an active shooter. Get closer. Sorry. We get called that it's an active shooter. We get there. And uh, the guy was, it was kind of weird because you'll talk to people like, yeah, he was shooting at us. He was shooting at us. Now, like, you could hear shots. Some would sound like gunshots, other would sound like airsoft guns. It was really weird. Turns out the guy was shooting into the drain. The one that sounded like it. he was just a crazy old, old war vet that was uh, shooting at clowns that were coming out of his drain, shooting at clowns that were doing weird <laughs> things. Yeah. So uh, it was pretty cool though. We sat up on him, surrounded the house. We thought he, at the time we thought he was shooting at us. So we were ready to go. He comes out of the house with the gun in his hand. That's the only time I've had my safety off and squeezing the trigger. Because if you guys don't know, I was, I've only deployed to Spain. So, no combat experience. So, that's the only time I've actually... You didn't have to put that in there. So, uh, that's the only time <laughs> I... Just so you know, I have a two-inch dick. <laughs> mind you. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah. Uh, that was the only time that I was actually thought we were going to shoot someone. And then he... You could see it in his eyes, like, how confused he was. So, he put the gun down. We ran up secured him. Wow. Good thing he didn't smoke a war yeah. bit. But uh, I talked to him in the hospital, and he was, like, sitting there telling us, like, no, I was shooting at clowns. And when I told him he was shooting at cops, he actually, like, started getting, like, upset and crying and everything. He's like, no, I'd never do that. So, but if you talk to other guys on scenes, they'll tell you that, yeah, he dropped the gun. But when we ran up, he, he reached for the gun again, and, like, he was about to get smoked. And it's not true at all. All right. Sam, you suffered through it again. Yeah, well, he went from going downhill on a bicycle to that. <laughs> <laughs> you should have started with that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> was that one better? Yes. Well, <laughs> I was going down and it's, on the it's bicycle. It's not even like we hit you with cop story go. Like you wanted to tell the story. Well, you I, had thought, that I thought it'd be good to like because I feel like people get on and be like, oh, "I'll tell you a cool cop story." Like, so I was like going to tell you. So you want you let off without going down on a hill on a bicycle chasing <laughs> a car? I think it was, we'll go with the, it was the delivery. Yeah, always. We just edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're coming up on the end. Yeah. So. Do, do we have an outro? Why do you ask this every episode? Do what? Outro? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys never, uh, you know, uh, plug in your company. Your I show. do it. And if you'd watch the fucking videos, yeah. it's in post-production. Oh, it is? <laughs> it oh, sounds, it's very seductive. Send me that. Very seductive. I can, I'll show you the commercials. Hey, actually, I got a text the other day. What, you know what's funny is that cops, why don't you text me that? Well, you don't why have don't his you, number. Why don't, why don't you message me on social media and say, why do you do that? I'm generally curious on why do you do that. Is it a good idea? Yeah. If you 
do you have a plan going on to where you you got things and you're doing things in a particular order? I would like to know that. Or are you just trying to talk shit? Fucking cops. God. Yeah. So you do. Like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs>